How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Good. It's going good. It's going great. That was. <laughs> it's going amazing. That was like that was like a, a reasonable answer. It was, <laughs> there wasn't like an abnormal pause. I couldn't think ridiculous. of a, a joke or self-deprecating statement in the moment, mm. so I just I went with it. Yeah. It felt natural. Felt right. <laughs> this feels right. Uh, uh, uh. So anyways, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I figured I'd throw you off uh, balance a little bit today where uh, I'd just uh, show up to record the podcast and just have like a cassette recorder right there and just be like, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> Jake, I live here. There, we, we need boundaries. <laughs> then step into the apartment, yeah. But um, what do you want to talk about uh, tonight, Dave? I ask as though we both don't know what we're talking about. Oh, oh, the setup, yes. <laughs> Let me uh, smash oh, this T-ball. With Seven. my giant hammer, because we're yeah. talking about fucking Monster Hunter World. <laughs> yes. It For is a, PC. It's, yeah, in particular. Probably yeah. PC. Uh, I guess up front, uh, it's just recently come out for PC, unless we wait forever to release this. I can't imagine that'll be the case. Uh, but we both we both played it on PlayStation 4. Yeah. We got it when it came out, because some people were hype about it. We're like, hey, I'll try it out. Kill some monsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Jake's like, I'll get a PS4 for this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and we'll get a PlayStation Online and do all that jazz. It wasn't the most rational decision. I, I guess I probably spent more money for Monster Hunter than most other games, because <laughs> there's like price of the initial PS4 game, price of the PC game, price of the PlayStation <laughs> Online. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean. How much time do we sink into that, though? Honestly, it's it's been a lot. It's been a lot of time. Hundred plus hours, would you say? Yeah, probably at this point, because I binged it a lot on PS4, and I've played it pretty regularly on PC since it's come out. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, as as we'll kind of detail throughout the podcast, we tend to. It's a good game. Yeah, we've really enjoyed playing it. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how how blanket of a statement I want to make as far as details before we get into the. More yeah. nitty-gritty. No, nah, it's all right. That's, just, that's, that's a good preview, I think. We can uh, jump in there. As I probably mentioned in the description, we're not, gonna, uh, we're not going to ruin the entire game for everybody, but we'll just have some top-level stuff, some things you might encounter relatively early in our impressions of it. Um, I say relatively early. I mean, like, if you only spend 40 hours in the game, are you really that far yeah. in, you know? We're not <laughs> talking about true endgame content. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I haven't even gotten there. No, I haven't either, yeah. But... One day. Yep. That being said, Monster Hunter, if you were to describe Monster Hunter with a noun and then a verb or job description, <laughs> how, how would you describe Monster Hunter to somebody? I would, I would first say Monster Hunt and then after <laughs> yours, clarification, mo- Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's probably, probably a good description of the game. I think we were, um, we were talking to AJ recently or I was at least, and he was asking, like, oh, what's, you know, what's the game about? I was like, well, you hunt monsters. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a very adequate high-level summation, mm-hmm. but it's a nice third-person go-around take on monsters with a group of friends, ideally, mm-hmm. but you get to set up, you get to have consumables and other items and upgrade your gear yeah, and change your gear depending on what you're facing or trying to do. And it's just all around really fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of going out into to the world to like a specific area, like gathering resources if you need them, 
fighting small monsters if you need resources, particularly from them. Uh, kind of preparing, there's a lot of preparation, and then uh, uh, oftentimes lengthy fights with large monsters, uh, which can be uh, very difficult. But uh, rewarding. Like, yes, yeah. And the the game doesn't, like in a standard game, you would be going for uh, story progression, kind of, which this, this also has. But, uh, but the it's not the point. Like, the first time you beat a monster in Monster Hunter is very rarely the last time you'll face that monster because you may need to go back and get some other resources from it to complete, like, a set of gear, maybe some upgrades for your weapon. Um, so it's, it's kind of this more of a continuum than a linear experience. Yeah, it's upgrading your own gear and also the gear of your Palico. Mm-hmm. So what's your what's a friend, friend cat? <laughs> Essentially, like a helper who you can also give some gear to. Mm-hmm. And they'll kind of fight along, and depending on their gear, they might have some status effects they can apply on a monster, or use some utility items to help you fight. Right. And they're also insanely cute, and everybody gets one. Yes, everybody gets one. <laughs> just one. <laughs> yeah, mine is a uh, for for PC. My palico is named Peppermint. It is a white and red cat. <laughs> And uh, it's pretty great. Currently have them outfitted for uh, paralysis. Uh, that goes with my own paralysis set. So sometimes we're go- going up against the monster, and the monster's like, all right, you know, we're going to go for the fight here. I'm going to take some swings at you. You're going to take some swings at me. And I'm like, you'll make a couple attacks, then you'll be out. <laughs> going to keep you paralyzed for the rest of the fight. <laughs> Enjoy the paralyzer! Another paralyzer. Not literally, like uh, the paralysis only lasts a little while, but you can get a couple hits in there, and that's like one of many uh, status effects that exist in the game that you can induce either through environmental means, such as like kicking a frog or like um, cutting a poison plant or something like that, um, or on the weapons themselves that you could make. Yeah, one of the things I really have liked about this. Is like when I first went through, it was just kind of using bow very inefficiently. Mm-hmm. Just like I can shoot things, this feels so great. Yeah. And then I figured out you can do the dragon piercer on the bow where you do this long charge drawback. Yeah. And it has multiple hits through a monster. So you could try and like line it up through the length of their body. It's better than Call of Duty hit markers. Yeah. You penetrating shot. <laughs> but then once you realize you can do other things like the environmental, like maybe you cut a poison cup. Yeah. Maybe you jump off of a wall onto a monster for like an aerial attack. Maybe you can even mount the monster. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm I'm loving that this time around with the hammer. Yeah, it's there's a lot of um you could you can go about a fight in a kind of like naive, you don't necessarily know the world, you don't know the environmental advantages you could be leveraging. But the game's a lot more rewarding when you're like, hey, I think there's maybe this one environmental uh, maybe like destructible terrain or we can like drop a boulder on him or we can do something like that um, that kind of gives you the edge in the fight and if you're using those throughout the fight and kind of leading the monster to these these traps basically um, it can make a huge difference in the effectiveness of the fight and that's basically how monster hunter works like we all started out we had our weapon there's there's 15 of them they all play very differently uh, we can talk about our favorites probably but the uh you, you, you have your weapon, you're utilizing it to some extent, you're probably not using the full moveset, you're not, you know, you don't have an optimized rotation or anything like that against yeah. against monsters. And you practice and you just get better. 
learn more about the game and uh everything just goes much more smoothly and that's really rewarding yeah you just kind of start out kicking it in the shins Mm -hmm. and then later you're like jumping off doing backflips like fuck you and then you just like (laughs) slap it around a lot yeah and also it feels good because when you start out the monsters are for difficult to kill because you don't have a lot of damage you don't have good gear Mm mm-hmm but then as you progress and go back, you're like, oh, great Jagras. Everybody shits on great Jagras. Yeah. And they just kind of farm him for items because his health pool isn't that big. Yeah. His moveset's not that crazy. So you go back and you're like, I've progressed to this point. I'm the, I'm the man now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so it feels good when you've struggled with a certain enemy to come mm-hmm. back later. Maybe you're helping a friend out and you're like, I fucking know you. Let's go. Yeah. And in some cases, that's because, like, in the case of Great uh, Jagras, it's never, like, a huge threat, but you come back and your armor is significantly better, your weapon does a lot more damage, and so you kind of, like, tear through it. But in other times, uh, you could be fighting a monster that gave you a lot of trouble in the past, but now you're like, I know your moveset. Like, I know what the tells are that are going, mean you're about to, like, unleash some super devastating attack, and I know how to avoid it. Um, there's there's uh, uh, one monster in particular who... Uh, I was, we were playing with, um, or I was playing with our friend Ian, and uh, it's early in the game, so I don't have a problem talking about it. Anjanaf, who has uh, a one-hit kill move, basically. If she's enraged, uh, she's basically a giant T-Rex that can like breathe That also fire. has wings to yeah. some degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if she's enraged, which usually happens if you've done like a fair amount of damage to it, whatever, they'll fight more aggressively. And in her case, she has this fire breath attack where she like shoots a fireball and it does enough damage that basically for where you're at in the game, it's going to one-shot you if it hits. If you're low level, you don't have any fire resist. You're just kind of fucked. Yeah. And uh, so I knew this was kind of going to come. And maybe Ian's listening now and he'll hate me for it. But I was like, oh, yeah, just you know, watch out for the enrage kind of vaguely. And then uh, I see you do the animation. I'm like, yep, here it comes. And then he gets one-shot by it. We went on to finish the fight, you know. For Master Chief, but um, <laughs> I was say, if you didn't make the joke, I would. <laughs> but uh, the the game's just full of those learning experiences, um, where being punished by a particular uh, move a monster might have or something they do allows you to learn how to be a better monster hunter in the future. Yeah, it's kind of similar to MMOs in a way, where you have mm-hmm. certain bosses that have specific mechanics you have to learn and get used to. Yeah. So as soon as you have, like, a newbie with you, you're like, hey, heads up for the thing. Yeah, exactly. And you learn, like, Diablos's charge or burrow. But, like, I feel between our experience in PS4 and then coming back to the PC release. Oh, yeah. I know these monsters well enough now because mm-hmm. I was fighting Legiana, which is, like, an Articuno-type bird in one area. Yeah. And I'm just sidestepping things i'm naturally like i don't i don't give a shit and i'm yeah. just trying to like wail on her like you know where the frost is going you've got a good yeah. idea of the move set and i mean i play dark souls you just do the dodge roll yeah do- dodge roll dodge roll depending on your weapon uh you how you go about different boss fights can vary a lot so i know for first playthrough you were going bow oh hell um, yeah so so this time though I, i've seen you carrying the hammer how's how's the hammer been treating you kind of compared to the bow First, look at my stoic pose as I'm <laughs> sitting in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> it's much more rewarding in that it has higher damage per hit mm-hmm. because it is a hefty hammer versus just knocking knocking back some arrows. Yeah. Um, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. 
Also, it seems to be better at breaking parts off of monsters. Mm-hmm. So all monsters have kind of armor across parts of their body. Right. And once the armor is broken, you can do more damage to that area because it's a weakened spot. Exactly, yeah. Like, if I broke your legs and kept kicking you in the leg, you'd be like, this hurts more than usual. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> now I know. <laughs> Don't break my legs anymore. <laughs> yeah. But it also has uh, different charge-up attacks. So if I charge up the three bars and I kind of run in while moving, I can do, like, this spinning attack, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But even better than that, I found if I do the charge and then I slide down a hill oh, and then yeah. release, yeah. I do this jump attack and I start spinning with the hammer. And you still get like this nice multi-hit, but when you finally land, you get a nice... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the, the hammer is like immensely satisfying. And the kind of based off your weapon just determines your fighting style against a lot of these monsters. And sometimes like a particular weapon will be much better against a certain monster yeah in general you can get by but sometimes it's just really 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 easy to to go about one approach yeah like i know with hammer my biggest grievance right now is it's typically slow mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like pull out and put back if you need to like run away and dodge something yeah, it is hard to pull out yeah. <laughs> zingano <laughs> see this is like the one time it's convenient that like, your wife's not here while we're recording because she doesn't listen to this we'll be fine that's nah, good she doesn't <laughs> But it's hard to dodge with the hammer. Yeah. So I find a lot of my time is spent positioning mm-hmm. and getting in a spot where I'm not going to get slapped. So I can actually <laughs> get in my attack and charge hits. Yeah. And not be interrupted by the opponent or my teammates. Exactly. And the hammer kind of like, since you're doing concussive damage, which can like KO monsters, um, there's a big advantage to the hammer, like going for the head, right? Like the standard, there's kind of a standard arrangement if you've got like a weapon that does severing damage like the longsword, um, that's uh, usually kind of to the tail. You want to cut the tail off. People get more resources if they can carve the tail. Yeah. Um, Something I want to explain to people who are less familiar. Mm-hmm. When you kill a monster, you can carve it for resources. Right. And it'll be different pieces of it, like maybe the plate, the sinew, or other things. And you can use that to craft other items and gear. Yeah. And typically for like a big monster, it's three carves. Mm-hmm. But if you cut off the tail, that's an extra carve. So it's something you always want to try and get to get more resources per mission. And there's certain monsters that um, cutting off their tail actually makes the rest of the fight a lot easier. Um, in particular, Rathian. Rathian. Yeah. <laughs> Rathian types. Because uh, they'll have poison attacks that are, I believe, possible from the claws, but a lot more prevalent from the tail. And the uh, if you if you cut off the tail, the monster will still attempt to do tail attacks, and it'll just like whiff or have like a tiny little hitbox. Yeah, like can't poison you, and it just gives you more time to like open up uh, with your attacks. Like you're using the hammer, so you want a longer window of time to just get in there and start smashing. Like the more time you have, the better your your finishing combo is, right? Yeah, like there's a just an overhead combo you just like repeat like five or six times. Mm-hmm. And it keeps doing consecutively more damage, but it's really hard to pull off if they are up and moving and attacking yes, you. Yeah. So like once they're down, I'm like, this is my chance. <laughs> and you just wail to the, the face. Hit, hit, hit. Yeah. Hammer, hammer is really fun for that. Um, some other weapons are a lot less picky about how much time you're spending in a combo. Um, so like first time I played, uh, I played uh, with lance, which is the most defensive weapon. It's like a, a sword and a lance. 
And it's a sword and a lance. <laughs> or not a sword. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, it's shield. a very aggressive place, though. <laughs> yes, very defensive. It's defensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's defensive in that everyone else is dead. No, it's a shield, shield and a lance. Mm-hmm. And um, the shield has, like, decent defense on its own. And there's a couple different builds that use a shield. Like, there's sword and shield, which is, like, recommended for starter players. Um uh, there's charge blade, which I'm using in this playthrough. There's there's several like that, but the lance has a special defensive ability where, or two actually, where you can uh, block, and you'll be in like a counterattack stance. And if the monster attacks you, you completely mitigate the damage from the attack, and then you'll like thrust upward with a lance for an immediate counter. Um, so you can use that to completely negate like a ridiculously powerful attack, like that one shot from uh, from Anjanath. Um, you can just be like, all right, fireball's coming, and then if you time it correctly, uh, just prep your counterattack and just charge through the fireball, basically, with a lance thrust, which is hilarious. Um, How long is the counter window? It's probably probably about like two seconds, maybe a little bit shorter. I haven't played That's still pretty on, good. on PC. But yeah. Um, now, the advantage is, uh, should you miss that counter window, you can actually cancel the ability, and this is, you know... There's a lot of this in like the advanced weapon mechanics, but you can cancel the ability into an ultra guard, where you basically like hunker down behind your shield and your stamina bar, which usually expends like when you um, get running around, flying, running around, yeah, um, starts to drain rapidly, and when that completely depletes, uh, you'll one be exhausted and also completely vulnerable. But while it's uh, downcharging like that, you have ridiculous levels of armor. So you won't counterattack anymore, but if you get hit by a blast or something like that, it'll do almost nothing. Um, and that works for even like some of the strongest attacks in the game. Uh, so it's it's a very very defensive playstyle, and the uh, the attacks are actually just like horizontal lance pokes, and then like diagonal lance pokes. So it's not a fun move set. Yeah, it's it's. I think it was it's still fun, but it's not nearly as flashy as anything else. Um, you lose the ability to dodge that many weapons have. Instead, you do this little, like, hop to the oh, side. Light side stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have uh, iframes, as you know. Uh, many, many uh, dodges would have. Um, but the uh, upside of the playstyle is usually a lot of weapons, uh, if they're very aggressive, they focus on getting in there, doing their damage, and then getting out of the fight before the monster starts attacking. Like, a well-trained lance user can just stay in the fight because anytime that the monster starts to attack they'll just counter and then they just stay there and keep wailing on them um you were mentioning diablos earlier and how diablos has like you know underground burrow attacks or charge which can like one hit kill people mm-hmm. that's where people train the counter attack because they're just like oh you're charging me counter stance and then just like stab diablo as he runs at you diablos uh, and uh i don't know it's just it's really fun so that's, that's how I played back in the day. And now I'm doing Charge Blade, which is really shiny and flashy. and It visually actually looks more flashy because I see like lightning crops coming <laughs> yeah. out of the ground. Yeah. I don't ever know what you're doing, but I assume it's damage to the monster. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that, unless I just completely whiff. But it's uh, one of the more complicated uh, weapon, weapons. There's 15 weapons in total, like I said. And I believe Charge Blade was the one... Probably the highest skill cap because it yeah, has so many stances. You have to consider, yeah, or you can consider, I guess. Yeah, without without making this a, a charge blade centered podcast, <laughs> the short of it is, um, 
you do damage um, oh. with your sword. Yeah, you do damage. <laughs> so that's good. That's good. If it didn't have that, it'd be bad. But uh, you have a sword and a shield. You do damage with the sword, um, and certain attacks will uh, give you some charge, and other attacks will give you like a lot of charge to fill um, kind of like an energy bar that then you, you then dump into like vials in your HUD. Um, and it's kind of like usually uh, there's a special uh, move you have to do to dump that energy. And if you don't dump the energy, your sword overheats and it starts deflecting off of the monster. It won't do damage anymore. Um, and uh, after you've dumped those vials, you can then uh, go into this really powerful attack where you take your shield and you attach it to the end of your sword. As you do. To make a giant axe, because, you know, that's how it works. And uh, there's a, uh, an ability that uh, drains the vials that you have uh, built up. And it actually took me a while to even figure out, like, how I was supposed to do this. But if you cancel that ability by, like, starting this huge axe swing that's going to, like, channel all of your lightning sword up or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, hold up, I'm not going to do that. And you hit the morph button to switch back to a shield and sword. Um, all of that energy ends up stored in your shield. Now your shield is overcharged and your defensive abilities are much, much stronger. And now that your shield's overcharged, there's this another special move you can do where uh, you store your vials. Um, instead of an, another attack, you'll actually put your sword inside of your shield. And like there's this cool combination, almost like transform animation, and it overcharges the sword. Now you have an overcharged sword, overcharged shield, and all this other stuff. So that's fine to keep track of and learn like in the practice round or the practice range. But then you go out and you fight a monster, and now it's trying to kill you. And you're trying to manage all these things yeah. on top of that. And you're like, I have three resources that I'm managing, and I'm trying to be efficient with combos and stuff. But it's the exact opposite of the lance, basically, where it's like, here's your simple play style. Here's like a really complex play style that I can and do screw up all the time. But the thing is, like, and coming back to playing the second time, um, and being better hunters, uh, I've managed way better with the charge blade than I ever did with a lance. And a big part of that, I think, is because I just remember a lot of the game. Like, uh, there's so many things that I learned that I can immediately take advantage of right now that took me a while to pick up when I first played. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a spiel, but the charge blade is really cool. I like that. We'll put footnotes of the... The charge blade rant. Yes, yeah. If you want to find it easier or link <laughs> it to your friends. Um, How do you feel about some of the other weapons? I know Ian's been doing the dual swords, which has yes. just been straight anime, cool stuff. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, they, they kind of play completely differently. Those are like focused on like really, really fast attacks that do like lower damage. And then, like, I think the flashiest move in the game. It's his, uh, like, super environmental ability where if uh, a monster has, like, a long back, he can do this, like, ridiculous spin, along spin it. across the entire back of the monster, which makes absolutely no sense. The game is fairly anime, but that's part of the charm. Yeah. You can do these really cool, flashy things, and you feel good doing them. Yeah. Like, you're pulling off a cool thing. Yeah, there's, there's just a lot of really interesting things. I know uh, Dan's using Switch Axe, which I've never tried, but it's kind of it's similar to the Charge Blade mm -hmm. transformative weapon. Um, 
and I mentioned the Sword and Shield, uh, which I know I've had some friends start out with. And it's, it's recommended because it gives you attack, defense, and um, usually you have to put away your weapon whenever you want to use like use a healing item or something. Eat food. Exactly. And the Sword and Shield's just like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, chug the item or whatever Use my one free hand that has a shield attached to it, just kind of yeah. sipping on some potions. Yeah. So they, they vary gameplay up enough that um, trying to pick up a new weapon uh, completely changes the way that the game feels to me, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I think they're all pretty comparable DPS if you get more comfortable with that weapon yeah. set. Mm-hmm. It's like until you get to the, the highest tiers where people are just doing ridiculous ridiculous strats that like kill uh, kill monsters in like 10 seconds or something like that. Um, it, it doesn't matter that much. Um, might as well just do whatever's fun. Yeah. Which is what I'm doing. The paralysis build. If this was, if this was end game, if I was, you know, golden full weeb, uh, I think that uh, it's probably not the most efficient, but man, it's fun. It's real fun. Another fun thing is that you can customize all of your weapons. There's different like trees you can build out into using oh, your yeah. monster parts. So right now I think I have like six different hammers. And one's like thunder hammer, ice hammer, fire hammer, poison hammer, sleep hammer. Yeah. I'm just trying to build them all out so I have options for... Because each monster has a specific weakness. Mm-hmm. Or certain things are weaker to. Maybe certain status effects are more susceptible to. Exactly, yeah. And certain things are just kind of like... I'm Anjanath, I'm a fire beast. Yeah. So doing fire against me is not the best. Yeah. So it sucks to be like locked into one. Yeah, they may be completely immune to one thing. So the the de- the depressing optimization approach is basically just focus on base damage and never dip into elemental anything, which is perfectly viable, but it's boring. Yeah, it's, it's really boring. boring. Um, it's like when I was talking about the hammer spin... Mm-hmm. Every time you hit, you get that proc of the elemental damage. Yeah. And there's like a little effect. Mm-hmm. So with fire, there's like a little small fire explosion. With ice, there's like kind of like a small frost that kind of splashes out. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same way with uh, Charge Blade, which I'm not going to go into another spiel about. But the super move is basically like Hammer of Thor, Gigantic Axe, Bring Down, Lightning, and this like cone in front of you. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is if you've got an element on that, it's that element. Like in like all of these hits for really high damage um and if you're just using a normal weapon it's just impact or like ko damage which is still good it's you know it's actually probably great but it's less interesting yeah so so vary your bonds diversify (laughs) your bonds um pick up a bunch of weapons and you you mentioned the the trees for the weapons as well that's something i really like because um in a kind of linear improvement type game you're just like oh i got a sword and i leveled up and i found a new sword and it's better so goodbye for a sword that's not the case in this game like it takes a while to reach the end of most of these upgrade trees oh my god is this so this is one of the things that leads back into this like the monster hunter lifestyle is what i'll call it because it basically is a lifestyle uh which is oh my my poison weapon it's like tier one right now and like my uh, basic metal weapon is like tier two and it looks like i actually i can see all the ingredients i'm going to need to upgrade my poison weapon and like i'm going to have to fight puke puke like a couple more times uh to actually get that upgrade so if you're trying to do as some people do and collect literally everything on all the upgrades you have to fight a lot of monsters but it's enjoyable it, it definitely keeps you invested 
because you always want to get those parts and pieces. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, it's not all tied into specific monster hunts. Yeah. One of the things you get early-ish on in the game is actually through the Tail Raider Safari, mm-hmm. where you can essentially <laughs> hire um, your friend's palicos to go on these expeditions and kind of go hunt their own monsters. Maybe they'll hunt some boss monsters, they'll collect some resources, yeah. kill some small natural wildlife, but then they'll bring back items to you. Yep. And you're like, man, that's nice, because I didn't have to go fight Puke Puke again, because my friend's cat did it for me. Exactly. And you've just spent research points instead of that time. Yeah. So you can still do story progression while also kind of doubling back on your item trees. Exactly. Like, there's, there's uh, that mechanic, which is... Uh, really awesome for not fighting monsters you don't want to have to fight that are kind of it'll never let you clear a monster that's something you haven't encountered yet like yeah. you're not going to send your tail raiders off you're like kill the final boss for me <laughs> but <laughs> but uh they're really good at dealing with things that um, save you time um and there, there's another mechanic like that there's a, a whole lot of resources in the game that you can gather in different locations and uh eventually pretty early uh, you gain the ability to cultivate those resources. And that happens between missions, just like the Tail Raider Safari. Um, and so you're like, hey, I'm running out of healing potions. I need to grow more herbs, which is, you know, what they call it in the universe, obviously. <laughs> and uh, so you can set your cultivation to that and then, you know, just run a couple investigations, hunt some monsters, do whatever. There's ways to make it happen pretty quickly. Um, uh, and that takes care of the problem for you you come back and you're like oh i have all of this stock of things i can turn into healing potions um and it's just that convenience there's this there's this loop of just things that can be happening in the game at any time that keeps you pushing forward and getting what you want which is really cool yeah and it always feels good to go back and redo certain sections oh yeah so you can go out on specific missions for go kill this thing or collect this thing yeah. sure you also have optional missions where you get to do variations of that. Mm-hmm. You can pick up investigations for specific types of quests where you're like, oh, go back and kill this one monster. Yeah. But it'll give you, like, hey, I'll also give you these tiers of rewards. You get some bonus stuff. Throw yeah, it in so there. maybe you get, like, a gold reward. You're like, oh, that seems pretty good. Yeah. Or, like, three silvers. Yeah, it seems pretty good. And you can, like, redo those missions and, like, have your friends along, too. Yeah. And then you can also spend vouchers to get even more resources back. So you're essentially, like, building up this resource engine efficiency or you yes. are collecting these resources or materials you want to use to either craft your own gear or items for out in the field mm-hmm. so you're not always forced to well i gotta go here i gotta collect this fruit i gotta mine this rock <laughs> i gotta kill this guy yeah which i've done for sure but there's there's efficient ways to do it like you mentioned the investigations another thing you brought up that i think is uh, a huge boon to the game is um be- because of the aforementioned points you need all these resources for monsters you may have already fought or it's just useful to have them in surplus um it's like absolutely fine to go back and play with your friends even if they're significantly further back in the game than you and uh like help them on some of their hunts because you need such a diverse range of resources that there's a good chance that whatever you're helping them fight helps your progression in some way maybe it's not the thing you're most focused in but you're like i'll start uh, i'll start a poison weapon or something like that right um which i think is just brilliant from a game design standpoint because usually you're playing like a game with more vertical progression um say like Di- diablo or something like that and you're neither 
top tier and your friend starts out and you're like, all right, I want to play together. I'll use my same character. He's not having fun. You're destroying everything and it doesn't get you anything. Um, and it's much more easy. It's much easier for people to get value out of hunting together in Monster Hunter. Yeah. It's also from a simple point, it's just fun. Yeah. Like I played the other night and nobody else was on and I just did like a mission or two. I was like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling this so much. Yeah. Because while it's still like a really great game, the part I've always loved about it, even when we were playing back on PS4, is you went squad deep mm-hmm. and you're doing a thing. Maybe people are doing separate missions because you kind of have a lobby. Yeah. And you can post missions. People can opt in or not. It was that social aspect that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or you'd be like, hey, how'd you guys do this one thing? You're like, oh, you got to go here. Or you got to... It's weakness is ice on the dick <laughs> put an ice pack on the dick it'll die <laughs> that's most things <laughs> no it's uh it almost evokes um uh not to compare everything to dark souls but uh this is i, I wouldn't say it's souls like i wouldn't i wouldn't go there good but something back when we were playing dark souls is when we were going through the game we had this discussion going on like oh man there's this cool weapon you can find it here here's a tough boss uh, here's a strategy you can use against that. Um, when we were all going through at the same time, that shared experience was really cool. And Monster Hunter kind of carries that forward, I think. Because um, the game doesn't explain a lot of things to you. Like the, tu- the weapon no. tutorial. <laughs> uh, stop at like, depending on the weapon, between like 30 and 60% of the moveset to use a weapon efficient- efficiently. <laughs> and maybe even lower on certain things like charge blade where they don't tell you how to charge a shield <laughs> um, and the rest of that knowledge you get from playing with friends like and that's really cool when you're going on a hunt together and somebody does something and you're like i didn't know that, that was a thing <laughs> yeah like i didn't know you could uh like knock a flying enemy out of the air by like throwing a flash bomb like at the ground with uh there's a whole bunch of strategies like that that literally you would not figure out unless you got super lucky or somebody explained it to you. And it's really cool. It's almost like it's like a mentorship program, right? Where you have experienced hunters and people coming into it. And it's just a fun dynamic. See, yeah, I know when we first went through, it was Justin and Rachel who were like, we've played Monster Hunter games and we're not scrubs and we're like 70 hours ahead of you guys. <laughs> yeah. We'll show you the ropes. It's like, oh, the ropes are pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, how do I block? <laughs> Stand in the corner and don't move. We got this. Yeah. Or like, uh, what's that sand you threw in my face? Oh, no, that's a, an armor powder. It's <laughs> yeah. going to help you not die. You're like, okay, that's cool. How do I make that? <laughs> and you can discover more things to kind of create as you acquire resources. Yeah. You have like a recipe book. Mm-hmm. And if you know if you know like the basic uh, resources leading up to something, it'll just be like question marks until you craft it, and it'll be like, oh, like uh, mega nutrients, like that's weird. I wonder like what I can use this for. Um, and then I know personally for me, since I love I love farming in a game that encourages it and like makes it fun. This is that game. Like I will go out and I will make an efficient route through an entire level, hitting all the mining nodes that I care about. Like yep, I, I've done the same. Um, and this this game's great for that. I'll 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 look at my I'll look through my stocks of supplies and be like, oh right, like like you mentioned the the armor powder. It's like 
I'm running a little bit low. I've only got like 20 of those left. Uh, I should probably go like cultivate some of those resources or find them out in the field. If I'm finding them in the field, maybe I should, um, this is something we haven't talked about, but there's skills on your armor. It's like maybe I'll equip a set that I've built that's just focused on botanist, which makes it so I gain more resources when I gather out in the field. And I'm like, all right, and we're out. We're going to go complete this. Uh, if that sounds monotonous to you, then that might Monster Hunter might not be your game. And if that makes you excited, then it probably is. And I fall in the second category. Well, I'd say I'm not the botanist class of person. I'm trying to do super efficiency going out and collecting. Mm -hmm. But I just... It's really fun. Yeah. I know I keep going back to like this very base description of it's fun. <laughs> fun out of ten. But <laughs> it is. Because the game itself is naturally beautiful. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of time into the graphics and how things look and feel. Oh, yeah. Also, compared to previous Monster Hunters, where it was just kind of flat, mm -hmm. and every time you went between areas, you had a loading screen, Yeah. and tracking monsters was a huge piece of shit. <laughs> they now have scout flies to help you be like, oh, hey, there's like a note over here, mm -hmm. or like if you want to track the monster, it's over this way. And you can kind of pick up research, right. learn you, more about the monster, maybe like science track. on the ground, right? Yeah. The claw marks. Some tracks. Yeah. Or something, and your guy always has like this weird smell fetish where he just comes <laughs> <and it's> like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, nice this way. It's, it's funny. This is uh, tangentially related, mm. but I had that animation happen. Like I was picking up a monster track, and there just happened to be like a dung dung pile <laughs> nearby, and my guy's just like, and I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, I found it. I found a pile of shit. And this is the type of game where dung literally has a, a, a use. Like, I see that in a mesh, and I'm like, oh, grabbing that. Gra grab a couple handfuls of dung. Don't know if I need to scare a monster off. Uh, it's, it's great. Great out of ten. To go back from the poop <laughs> briefly. Yeah. All things end in poop. <laughs> so, like, the original Monster Hunter was very flat and very tedious and kind of clanky. Mm -hmm. But... Like, the first area, Ancient Forest. You kind of start out, it's kind of similar or reminiscent to the first Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like grassy plains. There's some herbivore creatures kind of chilling, doing their own thing. There's some trees and whatnot. But as you go into the forest, there's all these, like, oh, I can run up this tree. There are vines I can swing off, things I can jump off of. Mm -hmm. And it has such a level of broadness on its own, but then, like, three tiers of verticality which i didn't know existed until 20 hours into the game yeah because like you climb up to this wyvern's nest you're like i have literally never been here how have i never been here and then you like find all these cool things like the first time you're fighting rathlos up at the nest and maybe shoots a fireball and breaks the dam behind it and it mm -hmm. triggers this cascade of water which knocks it down this 500 foot drop yeah, and then you drop down after like with your guns, not actual guns, yeah, like hammer blazing, and you just kind of dual land pistols on it. probably the best. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Super McCree. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just a pleasure to explore in, like you mentioned, and I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil uh, some of the environmental effects that can happen on certain maps, um, but they're really that. cool. Like, certain monsters will have environmental effects or abilities that, like, change the way that you have to fight them or completely change their resistances. And it's just it's just really cool. It feels like a world, which is yeah the goal. Monster Hunter <laughs> world. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you mentioned the previous entries in the series. I think it's worth mentioning that, like, I played... Um, 
I tried to play one on like 3DS. I think it was like Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate or something. Mm. And people that are fans of Monster Hunter can probably just like stop their ears up for a second um, so that they can keep thinking I'm an okay person. <laughs> but I have not enjoyed the Monster Hunter series at all <laughs> until this one. Like, I realize it had a lot of potential, but it's it's got this impenetrable like level of depth to it that is not at all friendly to outsiders and a lot of the previous installations were very clunky as well yeah which hurt but i feel like everything here has been so streamlined because like newer people who have never played monster hunter before are like oh i do this okay oh done yeah like they know and it's just it's fun to pick up it's not that i haven't tried because uh i had like i had 3ds that monster hunter game and i was like oh the screen's small Maybe the reason I just am not getting into this game is because the screen's small. I literally bought a 3DS XL, a 3DS XL, the larger screen one. So I was like, all right, this should do it. Now this will be one of my favorite games. And I played it like twice. <laughs> um, so that's actually praise for Monster Hunter World because as soon as I started playing it, I got drawn into it like immediately. Oh, yeah. I, ha- I have a controversial opinion, but people who don't like Monster Hunter, this is probably the one worth playing. The rest, maybe not. But even if you don't like Monster Hunter, this one's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I think if you're skeptical, too, you can watch videos of people playing it and you'd be like, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that's uh, probably most... Um, the hardest thing to adapt to for me is that uh, starting out when you don't really know the, know the game, some of the fights can take a while. Um and it might have been worse in previous entries, but like if you go out on a quest to hunt one creature, you usually have like a 50-minute time limit. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing things suboptimally, you find that you have to retreat a couple times and heal up, maybe restock from a camp. Uh, you can start to approach that, and that's not necessarily... That's not the high end people who are good at the game will clear much faster Mm -hmm. but it can take a while it can take a while to hunt this is like a time investment type game um to learn what you need to learn and i know that that turns some people off um but i found it really engaging i would agree yeah and there's just there's just so much so much you can do in here like and i think it's it's when a game has a combination of all these components and systems and things to like take your interest and be like, um, we might have actually brought this up, but develop your own goals in the game. Um, that's what draws me in. Where it's like, I can do whatever I want. I want to do this, 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 and this, and this. That's how you make me play a game a ton. And like upgrading your gear getting more ingredients so that you can like customize your meals or have better meals prepared oh, by we the didn't even talk about meals yeah all um, right so meals are a thing <laughs> you can eat before each mission and it will give you a bonus to like health stamina and mm-hmm. depending on what you eat you get a bonus to like attack damage elemental or physical resistance yep and your palico will also get some type of buff the more ingredients you acquire throughout the game, the better your meals will get. Exactly. So you might have some side quests like, hey, go get me this thing, which will unlock this shrimp. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Never been so excited to unlock shrimp as an ingredient. <laughs> but the animation to just go and eat at the the restaurant, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah. The cafe. Like, you have these 
pilot goes kind of like cooking in unison and then doing their own thing and they make this beautiful meal for you yeah. and like there you go and you're like well that was really surprisingly enjoyable yeah the animations are amazing just the close form i i skip them now but i've i've watched them many times and just having these adorable standing on their hind leg cats prepare you a meal like the with the most enthusiasm you can possibly muster but nothing compares to my enthusiasm for canned bread. Speaking of canned bread, did you know that that new dance, the Can-Can, is actually named after canned bread? Golly, that's swell. Guinevere's canned bread. Get yours today. Guinevere's canned bread will not actually cure hair loss. People cure otherwise. Is hilarious. It's like, sometimes you unironically think, say thanks, Japan. <laughs> this is one of those things. I think, I think, um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of mechanics you can go about in the game, but just know that this all feeds into this core experience. And Monster Hunter is kind of one of those series that exists. I feel like it's more of a cultural thing in Japan to have um, certain series where they re-release. I, I wouldn't say re-release, but they'll release a new um, iteration of a game with very few changes. Mm -hmm. Until we got like Call of Duty. I don't know if like that was mu as much of a thing in the U.S., but even that, you know, they'll change up the campaign or something. Monster Hunter will use like the same monsters. It's had like the same weapons, and they'll occasionally add one for like many iterations. Right? Oh yeah, like Rathalos has been kind of like the the iconic picture of Monster Hunter. Like, oh, I know that's from Monster Hunter. I've seen that picture before. Yeah, and I've got to I've got to uh, give Capcom props for this when they're like, hey. We've been iterating on this series, you know, we'll release another one, we'll maybe add a weapon type, we'll add like a couple new monsters, and then, you know, we'll release all the monsters everybody knows in areas everybody knows. And they're like, let's just develop an entirely new actual 3D game with amazing graphics, and it'll just be the entry point for, uh, for the public at large. Yeah. To Monster Hunter. Definitely pulled out the stops in comparison. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much, like you keep saying, there's like 15 weapon classes. Yep. I, I've only tried two. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people do others. I'm like, how is that? Is that fun? Should I yeah. get into that? Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's good. I like it. Like Hunting Horn, I know, is like oh, a big yeah. support item. Mm -hmm. But I never want to learn it because I never want to support. <laughs> I want to wail on monsters with a hammer. Yeah, that, the, the description for that one, because people say that, like, Charge Blade is the most mechanically complex. I don't know. I feel like Hunting Horn might be more because it's a combination of like you do attacks and each attack plays a note and you have to then play notes in succession to play a song yeah and that song gives your team a buff exactly so you're like all right well i'll play this song it'll give them health or stamina region or something like that maybe some sort of protection um, i know we were playing with rachel and she gave the group earplugs which is the uh. best effect holy crap thank you rachel <laughs> so monsters will kind of scream occasionally whether like you first encounter them for combat or if they're like hey fuck you or if they're like hey fuck you and then they try and leave the area yeah they want to zone but when they do that shout it kind of like stuns everybody who's nearby yep. unless you have earplugs so you're just like i don't hear anything i don't care <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm oblivious to this and then on top of that all of that the hunting horn is also just it has like ridiculous damage if you manage to land the attacks so the skill cap for the weapon is obscene because you're like, I'm going to play this song, but I also know that these particular notes are going to be actual times that I'm slamming the horn into the ground to like make this note. So I'll hit the monster's face during this for like ridiculous amount of damage. It's hilarious. 
Absolutely hilarious. I'll never be able to use it. <laughs> but that's what we play with people who do. Yep. So we've been circle jerking about the game as we are wont to do for pretty much anything we Every talk about. Every fucking episode. Every single one. Uh, I but... like this game. Did you enjoy it? It was good. Yeah. Here's why it was good. I feel like this one has some some valid criticisms, though. I mean, Capcom's had issues with some games in the past, to say the least, and uh, uh, there's there's problems I had in the original uh, release for PlayStation that weren't uh, completely resolved for PC, um, or I consider them problems. Maybe Capcom disagrees clearly, but is this the the unskippable cutscenes? Yes, yeah, the unskippable cutscenes. It's okay. There's only a million of them. <laughs> there's just it's just not great it like it interferes with the flow of trying to play with other players um if you want to play with a friend at the same time you both have to see the cutscene individually and then yeah for specific story missions you yes. have a cutscene you have to experience it for you can have other players join yes which is it's interesting in a way but it sucks that like you're always locked behind it mm-hmm. and it's not like this is a problem that it's like oh man someday someone's gonna have a solution to that this has literally been solved in other games if you're playing a multiplayer game and you hit people with a cutscene or you're showing a cutscene because one player's never seen the cutscene and then that player skips the cutscene just skip the cutscene for everybody it's like it's all you have to do yeah um you didn't need to set everybody in their own world have them watch the cutscene quit their game and then make a new one to fight the monster because like well the cutscenes are kind of interesting if you care about the lore it's not a story-driven game by any means like they kind of string it together with a loose plot for your i'm not even gonna say it's not even worth looking it up yeah but it sucks you're locked into it and some of them are can be several minutes long you're like i'm gonna go take a piss or something i'll catch you guys later and then there are certain missions where you're doing very tedious things and it just it's a time sink for the sake of a time sink yeah like early Mm -hmm. on you have an escort mission named the worst kind of mission if i remember correctly i think it's the best kind of mission is it ironically ironically? yeah because nobody likes escort missions in games but they didn't need to do that Mm -hmm. like you you can still string along the story in other ways without having to do that yeah because again it's a very loose storyline and even with so much time like wasted in cutscenes or missions that you know just to kind of string you along like that um most of the gameplay is still fighting monsters like as far as time oh yeah so it, it's not like it was necessary they didn't need to pad out the length of the game at all no there's already so much content yeah it just seemed like a very poor design decision on their part which they kept so like hey it was in ps4 everyone complained about it let's <laughs> fuck them let's put them in the pc version too <laughs> yeah consistency i think that's really what they should yeah. have <laughs> to bounce back real quick though the loading times on pc oh yeah have just completely taking a shit on the ones for ps4 it's so much faster it's like three or four seconds yeah compared to like 20 mm-hmm. which 20 wasn't bad but now that i'm on three or four i i can't go back yeah i used to like i'd have the loading screen after a mission on ps4 and i'd be like all right it's time to decompress i'll process my thoughts think about the fight i don't learn anything now i'm just back in town <laughs> immediately too fast too fast i'm furious it was actually, I think you remember the story when it was on PS4. I had just beaten the final boss of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was getting the end credits, which, you know, as we said, are unskippable. Yes. And it's like a good 15 minutes. <laughs> yep. 
And so at the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm done playing for the night. I'll catch you guys later. Play some other PlayStation 4 games. And I just turned off my PS4 and fucked off. Yeah. Later, someone's like, oh, hey, there's a special event going on. If you want to hop on Monster Hunter, we can play. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I hop on, and it's like, oh, you uh, you didn't watch those credits. <laughs> I was like, what? So I had, to watch, to I had to watch those 15 minutes of credits again. And then something happened where... I'm like, oh, yes, I've accepted the end of the game thing. Let me yeah. go back into New Game Plus or whatever. Yeah. And then I had to watch the credits again. Yep. So I'm online on Voice of People, and it's like a half hour. I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. No, I, and that's a really easily avoidable thing. A yep. really easy avoidable pain point. I think uh, in, in current year, whenever you're listening to this, it's, it's unacceptable to have credits that you can't at least accelerate you're not gonna make them skippable i get like sometimes you've got like concept art and stuff you want to throw in there just make it so i can skip through faster <laughs> that's all i need yeah it's better to have it as like a hey here's an optional thing if you want to go back and like check out the credits and people mm-hmm. who helped make the game possible or here's some of the concept arts more information about the game right give me let, an achievement let people opt in because <laughs> those people care yeah but the people who don't care you're not gonna secretly win them over mm-hmm it's true yeah and i mean it's the last thing they're gonna do before they review your game so maybe just let them have their way <laughs> Ten out nine out eight out of ten, seven out of ten yeah like that's once for every time you had to see the credits <laughs> yeah uh, and, and i haven't gotten there for for pc haven't seen the credits yet but um yeah i presume it's going to be the same since the rest of the cutscenes are unskippable hopefully you only need to watch it once this time <laughs> i pray every day yeah <laughs> In this institution. <laughs> and he prays. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's one of the few problems I probably have with the game. Um, I kind of wish, and again, some of these things aren't really problems. I kind of wish you could see other players in the main area instead of just the gathering hub. Because uh, the gathering hub's like, okay, but I don't get why you can't just see people running around in the same session. It doesn't yeah. seem like it would be too hard, like, mechanically. Or from a network perspective. No, it shouldn't be. But but speaking of network. Yes. Holy fuck. <laughs> and I don't swear lightly. Yeah. As I mean as you, 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 you do. But <laughs> to be fair, I I'm swearing for two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the networking has been atrocious. Oh yeah. Because there have been times where I can't see people's sessions mm-hmm. or times where like we're in a session together. And people will just drop. Yep. Or sometimes I can't join somebody's quest that they posted because it doesn't tell me why. Yeah. It just says, oh, you can't. And so we have to do some weird workaround where it's yeah. like, well, I'll leave this game and rejoin the your ritual, game. right? <laughs> yeah, you do Invoke all these. Invoke the connection guy. <laughs> try turning it off and on again. You do all these double troubleshooting things yep. for a thing that shouldn't be an issue. And that's why the Steam reviews are mixed. Yep. Because it is a gorgeous oh, game. Actually. It is fun to play. But there are so many like thumbs down of like, yeah, but the networking blows dick. Wow. And it's been such a pain point for so many players. Like I have like three different groups of people who I've been playing with and everybody's complained about it. Yeah. Because it sucks. Yeah. Because one of the big draws of the game is the multiplayer. And as soon as that rug is like taken out from you and they roll you up in the rug and throw you in the river you're like i don't yeah. i don't like this yeah, they just tie off the ends <laughs> make sure you can't escape <laughs> yeah i i have a, a a horror story for that from the connection perspective i was i was playing with uh with ian 
and we were on another Anjanath hunt, right? And uh, whenever you play in multiplayer, it scales up the health of the monsters. Um, I think it's like 2.2 times, um, regardless of how many people are in your game. So if you're playing with four people, you can carve things down like real fast. But I was uh, playing with Ian, and he had a connection disconnect. And what happened is the game was like, all right, we'll try to reconcile this. Sometimes it just kicks you out entirely. But in this case, it's like, we'll have both people keep fighting the monster in their own sessions right. at full health. Oh. And so I managed to fight mine. It took like a while. But he just went up against it for like a while before it actually like ground him down. He ran out of faints and uh, stopped playing for a while. Like, like, yeah, that kills your enthusiasm for the night when you're playing with a friend and then the game's just like going to make it really hard. And it, here's the other thing. And I'm not 100% sure on this, so just rumors hearsay this is a rumor part of the podcast um i think it healed the monster when he disconnected and if that's the case that's terrible terrible because we almost had the thing dead and it went on to take you know a while longer so i like how you have three different like a while a while and a while well yeah yeah one so of those one of those a while is, is true <laughs> interpret those times how you will yes so, Dave, you were saying that you actually had some connection issues earlier tonight, right? Dave? Did I get dropped? Are you fucking kidding me? That is that is severely ironic considering the prevalence of network issues that we have just been talking about for Monster Hunter World. That is that is just ironic. You know what? Let's let's call it here. I'm done. Fuck this. Well, I guess that's it for us tonight uh thank you guys for listening to another episode of soapstone as always you can contact us at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com and like us on facebook facebook.com slash soapstone podcast i've been jake and i guess i'll see you in the next one